Hello and welcome back to Knowledge Storm. My name is Melina. And I'm Jake. And we are doing an awesome topic this week. Oh, the demonic possession, huh? Yeah. Well, I only have one story for this week, but it's a really, really good one. And uh, I hope that it scares you. It's a longie, not a quickie? It's not a quickie. Okay, good. It's a longie, long story. Nice. All right. (laughs) So, um... Once again, we do want to say, just please make sure you go on to... We are on Apple Podcasts now, so yes. try to go on there and check it out and listen. Leave us a, you know, a five-star rating. Um, you know, Give us a little bit of a review, too, and see, you know, tell us how you guys like it. Five-star, yeah, five-star rating, positive feedback. This is very much appreciated, yes. Yeah, and, and if there is anything that you think that we should change or, you know, you have suggestions... Please let us know. We obviously will take whatever help we can get. Oh, that's that's Wicket. Barking quiet, Wicket. <laughs> Be quiet. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to do demonic possession, and it's actually not just one person. It okay. Is, it's actually a family. Wow. Yeah. So Never um, heard of that. Yeah, it's actually, I'm kind of, it freaked me out quite a bit, because there's a lot of stuff that happens, but... Um, first I do want to go into, uh, you know, what is demonic possession? And, uh, before we do that, I do want to thank our over the road truckers. Yes. Everybody out in the front lines for sure. Yes. Yeah. All of our frontline workers, grocery store attendants, um, everybody that's working hard to keep everything going. Anybody in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Nurses, doctors. Yep, and uh, you guys are the heroes of, of our world today. So Mm -hmm. thank you. And This is dedicated to you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what is demonic possession? Uh, This is the belief that an alien spirit, demon, or entity controls a person's actions. Those who believe themselves to be possessed commonly claim that the symptoms of demonic possession include missing memories, perceptual distortions, loss of sense of control, um, hyper-suggestibility. Erica... Berguinon, I I did look up how to say that earlier, and now I'm I'm butchering it, so I apologize. But um, she actually found in a study of 488 societies worldwide that 74% believe in possession by spirits, with the highest number of believing societies in the Pacific cultures, and the lowest incidence among Native Americans of both North and South America. Mm. So that's actually that um, means we're the smartest Native Americans. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I that think. That's means. what that means. Yeah, no, seven. That's pretty high. Well, seventy-four percent. They have a different type of culture, so you kind of that's uh, true. That's I mean, true. we don't have. I don't know. I it, not to say that we don't. We don't generally have like demonic possessions or anything like that. But you know, there are a lot of resources that we have to help deal with mental health and yes you know things like that that might not be available in those countries or areas mm-hmm. but um you know when all you have is a shaman who says okay well you got ghosts in your blood mystic healer <laughs> let's let's get it out of there with some you know herbal remedies or you know a prayer or right whatever. i think I mean, some of that stuff can be just kind of chalked up to like um some kind of mental instability or something like that i mean i i don't know i mean some of it i think is but there's a lot of instances where it's really hard to discount 
what is going on. Um, some people, you know, that can tell the difference between regular water and holy water and, you know, had no <clears throat> previous, <laughs> had no previous interactions, um, with a priest or, you know, the church or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of different things that could happen. Um, but it, it's, it's hard to just discount, you know, what people say they're going through. I mean, right. it's, it's the same thing with any kind of mental illness. Like, you can sit here and say that you have, you know, anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever. And who's to say that it's not true and... Like multiple personality disorder, right? Stuff like that. Maybe it's just you know a type of mental state or whatever that just hasn't been classified, diagnosed properly. Yeah, right. And it, it's hard, but either way. So demonic possession eventually brings us to um, you know what is an exorcism because the only way to get rid of you know the possession is obviously to do an exorcism. So an exorcism is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that is believed to be possessed. Depending on the spiritual beliefs of the exorcist, this may be done by causing the entity to swear an oath, performing an elaborate ritual, or simply by commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. The practice is ancient and part of a belief system of many cultures and religions, um, which was requested by uh, requested and performed exorcisms began to decline in the United States in the 18th century and occurred rarely hmm. until the latter half of the 20th century. When the public saw a sharp rise due to the media attention exorcisms were getting, there is a 50% increase in the number of exorcisms performed in the early 1960s and mid-1970s. Hmm. That's a lot. What, are the, what was that movie called? That first, you know, real big one about... Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah, but, that, I, mean, but well, I mean, there was The Exorcist. I, right. I, I can't remember what year that came out, but I wonder if it was around that time why it spiked like that. I should have done that research, and I apologize about that. Mm. That would have uh, definitely made more. I mean, sense. they have made not documentaries, but uh, <laughs> they have made movies about exorcisms. It does look pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. I I can't imagine. I guess that's why I choose not to. I, I make jokes about it because I, that would be <laughs> it's, it's, it's that terrifying. would be crazy if that really um, you know happened. Well, that and the Amityville Horror. That, I mean, that was yes. kind of a. Um, uh, well, a lot of people believe that that was like a demonic possession of the house, right? Type thing. But I mean, well, the dad after... went crazy and killed everybody too. So I mean, well, it was he... It actually wasn't the dad. Oh, uh, I remember the, the guy son. doing it. Like, yeah, but... yeah, the older son. Oh, okay, was house. it? Okay, I'm wrong Danny then. Defoe. Okay, all or right. Defeo, shit, sorry, Defeo. Well, I apologize. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's okay. It's all right. There, <laughs> well, there's been multiple stories, like people that moved into the house in the movie. It was the dad, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I'm thinking of it. Yeah, the yeah. real the real life story. It, it wasn't, but oh. So I don't know. In my opinion, like a lot of this type of like negative energy, um, really, it's it, to me it needs to be invited in by the host. Um, in order for this type of issue to occur, I I really think that somebody has to just like be asking or desperate for help from something well the question i was going to ask you is do you have to be um religious for this to happen 
Generally, it does seem to be so. Um, but what I didn't know actually up until today was that there are several religions that exorcisms are performed in. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism. Um, so it's not just Christian then? It's not. And hmm. I was really, I did not believe that <laughs> until I read it. Normally today. you see... It's always Catholic. Catholic priests performing the exorcisms and stuff like that. So you, normally you don't see, you know, I, I don't know what they would call it in Hindu yes. or Bo- Buddhism, but yeah, yeah the equivalent of that. Yeah, shamans, um, you know, different types of people that are spiritual leaders, things like that. But yeah, no, I, I didn't know that. I thought that was fascinating because hmm. um, generally, like anytime like the mainstream media like covers something, like you don't this, hear about it. Yeah, yeah, you you don't hear about any other type of religion being involved. It's always somebody like Midwest, you know, United States, somewhere, yes. you know, Iowa or something like that. Yeah, and um, there's actually a few really cool documentaries um, that were covered by National Geographic that I. I actually watched a couple of clips on YouTube about um, different Hindu uh, exorcisms. And they go through this whole, you know, process. Um, and generally, from what I saw, it's just women. Oh, yeah. That were being, like, the exorcisms were being performed on. And I don't know, maybe that was just, like, a coincidence for the time, you know, that they were shooting the film or what, or I don't know. But Well, it, well Emily Rose, kind of, and there's another... Um, demonic possession of, a, of of another woman. I can't remember. They did it, I think, after that. But, you know, there again, was also a woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, maybe it's that's... very strange. I don't understand. You guys are susceptible to it. We're susceptible to you the women. demons. Yeah, the demons let them in. <laughs> she let them in. I don't know. Whatever. So, um, I find it to be really interesting and fascinating. But I, I truly believe that this shit needs to be invited in. Um, I'm not by any means, like, blaming the victim but for the majority of the people that are affected by this do seem to be people that have suffered in the past or currently suffer from different mental disorders such depression. as anxiety, yeah, anxiety yeah. depression. And then from there, like what I think happens is they just get so desperate for help and that they're looking in all the places that they shouldn't. And this is exactly what happens like with different cults that people join, um, like Jonestown, Heaven's Gate, the Vampire Cult, the Source Family Cult, you know, a cult, I can go on. But, you know, my point is that you, you have to allow these people into your life. And it's the same thing with demons, I guess. Like, you got to get the demons. You got to let them in. Right. Um, but, yeah, once you, once you allow them in, they, you know, you get completely sucked in and you, you can't escape on your own at right, that point. Right, right, right. Like, there is no pulling yourself up out of this hole. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when people are desperate, they do look for help in some places that they, they know that bad shit starts up. So... Um, speaking of which, I really quick, I do want to say this since we're heading down this, you know, dark rabbit hole, I do want to mention that if you are feeling lonely, sad, or helpless, please feel free to reach out to us or to the Facebook group, anything that you need, or, you know, you just want somebody to talk to, or you want somebody to listen, please, please, please reach out. You are not alone. Um, also if you, you know, do have any thoughts of suicide or wanting to hurt yourself, please call the suicide hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. And then if you're more of a texter, all you have to do is text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741 to speak to a counselor in just a few minutes. So I just wanted to to put that out there. That's very nice, yeah. Um, Also, okay. So our next stop is going to be our news, or our our first story. Okay. Actually, only story. Are Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. We are going to 
travel in our minds to West Pittson, Pennsylvania, which is um, was the home of the Smurl family. Have you ever heard of them? Sounds like Smurf family. Can we just every, say Smurf family? I, I wish we could, but every single time I this read is the it, home it of the Smurf really family. looks like Smurfs. It just <laughs> it's driven me crazy this entire time. Yeah. But it's these Smurls. So PA, not too far from us. Smurls. I mean, you know, within a few hours. Smurls. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's not too far from us. Um, this is actually you know where the demonic activity starts. But it isn't just one person that's affected. It's actually the whole family. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's it, Some of the neighbors are, hmm. too. Yeah, it's crazy. This is a crazy story. I think they were all doing some heavy drugs. Uh, well, you know, maybe. Hmm, that doesn't sound, like I said, normally when... I've never seen the exorcism of a whole family before, let alone, you know. Just <laughs> well, girls get it, remember? Have just you ever girls. heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yeah, oh yeah. They get involved in this story. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So They're very popular. Yeah, they're... They well, did World Emily Rose, Rose, I believe, and they did the Amityville House. I think they were involved yep. in that. And yep, lots of different. All things. the ones that were made in the movies seems oh, like a lot of them. They were, they were involved in that too. Were. Yeah, no, they're they're world renowned people. Yes. They're they're amazing. So, um, three actual exorcisms were performed on this house, but um, the phenomenon at the home of Jack and Janet Smurl. At 328 through 330 Chase Street, received wide attention in the media primarily due to the investigations of Ed and Lorraine Warren, the late demonologist. And they have both passed since. So that's mm, kind of yeah. sad. They were really good people. But um, three exorcisms, like I said, were performed in the house, but the demon refused to leave. Many skeptics have said that this was, or this case was a prank, or. <laughs> Pranks and... God, I mess up a word every time. Prank and a hork? <laughs> and a hork? Prank and a hork. <laughs> God, okay. Many skeptics have said this case was a prank or a hoax. If I could just read there the whole go. thing like that, that would uh, that would really that get would us be so horrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. However, the events were the subject of a best-selling book, The Haunted, by Robert Robert Curran, and a film which was by the same name. Um, I have not read the book or watched that film, but I kind of want to now. Yeah. Now that I read this story. So, um, the afflicted house was a duplex, which was built in 1896 on a quiet street in a middle-class neighborhood. The Smurls were a close-knit Catholic family living in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. A Navy veteran... Oh my god, I cannot read today. This is the worst. I'm really sorry. I'm just like, right. I'm excited and I don't know what's going on. So a Navy veteran, Jack, um, worked as a neuropsychiatric technician. Sure, I get, I get neuropsychiatric, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the Smurls were forced to move by uh, the devastation caused by Hurricane Agnes in 1972. Jack's parents, John and Mary Smurl, bought the house in West Pittson in uh, 1973 for $18,000. So pretty... That's house. a great price. Yeah. It's a great price. Must be, well, I mean. I Would it be it was... worth it to have, like, if you knew going in, like, well, it's 18000 but you might become, you know, possessed. <laughs> well, Would it you know, still be worth it? Um, it's got some demons. It's got a few demons laying around, but demons. that's a really good price. Yeah. Well, that's probably, I mean. I mean, that's less than, like, a it was also Honda Accord, you know. <laughs> for Nowadays, house. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they lived in the right half, and then Jack and Janet and their first two daughters, Don and Heather, moved into the left half. So it's just like a house cut in half, pretty much. 
The Smurls um, did their own redecorating and remodeling and enjoyed a close relationship with Jack's parents. For 18 months, their new life seemed idyllic. The strange things started to happen, which... Oh, then strange things started to happen, which made the family really uneasy. In January of 1974, a mysterious stain appeared on a new carpet that they had just put into the house. Um, Jack's television set <laughs> Jack's television set burst into flames. Water pipes leaked even after repeating soldering. A repeated soldering. Oh my shit. I'm so sorry. Okay. The, um, the new sink and bathtub in the remodeled bathroom were found severely scratched as if a wild animal had clawed at them. Freshly painted woodwork in the bathroom showed scratches as well. And I'd be fucking losing my shit. Like, we're talking about redoing our bathroom right now. Yeah. If we fucking did all that work, and then all that shit was just fucked up by demons, I'd be fucking setting the house on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? We I feel like I might so do that hard myself. On this yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just, yeah, just set well, it on fire at this point. Like, I'm kind of confused. I thought Smurfs, like, for being smart, like, they... You know, they have a lot of nice stuff in Because the, don't they live in, like, the mushroom houses? Is that what they live Jesus, in? Jesus, it's not... They're not Smurfs. They live in, like, the little mushrooms yeah, the, in, the out in the woods, do. right? Yeah, but this, little these are the Smurfs. Houses, okay, yeah. just... You know what? Never mind. Pretty nice mushrooms they live in. I mean, they got, <laughs> you know, new pipes and television and Oh, my God. Else. All right. Anyways, in 1975, hmm. their older daughter, Dawn, repeatedly saw people floating in and around her bathroom. Um... The Smurls tolerated the annoyances. Life went on. They had two more children, twins, Shannon and Karen, in 1977. But then something obviously was wrong in the house. Toilets flushed without anyone using them. (laughs) Footsteps were heard on the stairs. Drawers opened and closed when no one was in the room. Radios blared when they were unplugged. Empty porch chairs rocked and creaked. Strange, sour smells filled the house. And Jack felt ghostly caresses. Nice. Well, I mean, it could feel nice. I mean, you know, depending there could, on there could be worse things. Or they're caressing. Depending on where the ghosts are caressing. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. You like rubs your hair if you're like laying in bed at night and it's a little comfy. Rubs your ween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, clean that ween off, you know. That'd be oh. nice. Anyway, so um, in 1985, the annoying disturbances became frightening experiences. The house was often ice cold. John and Mary Smurl heard loud, abusive, obscene language from Jack and Janet's side of the duplex when they were not even arguing. Then in February, Janet heard her name called several times when she was alone in the basement. Two days later, the icy cold air announced the arrival of a black human-shaped form about five feet nine inches tall and had no facial features they must have stopped for a while like hey this one's five foot nine exactly uh <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't know where they get the exact they, uh, he's about six foot like just round up he was five foot nine and three quarters well maybe her husband's like five nine and then it was like as tall as her husband that's and... a tall smurf they're not Smurfs. Not so tall Smurfs. Jesus, They're really, Jake. really tiny. Okay, first it appeared to Janet in her kitchen, <clears throat> then dematerialized through the wall, and then it appeared to Mary Smurl. From that point on, the haunting increased. A large ceiling light fixture crashed down on Janet, nearly killing her on the night her 13-year-old daughter Heather was to be confirmed with the Catholic Church. Jack levitated that night as well. 
Probably from that, that ween touching, probably. If I... That ghostly ween touch. I just, like, imagine, like, a cartoon. Something like, levitated there. You I, know? Just cartoon ghost, like, caressing his wiener, and then he just, like, jumps up, like, woo oh, Yeah, right. Jesus Something Christ. was levitating there. Okay, you... it gets better. This is the best part of the story. I laughed so hard, and I'm sorry. Like, it's so terrible. Mm. It's so terrible. Okay. So in June, Janet was violently pulled off her bed after making love to her husband while Jack lay paralyzed, gagging from a foul odor. Oh, no. (laughs) What happened? I'm like, well, maybe she left like a tampon in her hoo-ha for too long. Maybe some ghost juice got up in there? I don't know. Some ghost goo? Well, it's happened to people before. Like, they've gotten, like, people have Violently pulled out the bed, and then he just is like, ooh, I had heard a story from... What is coming out of there? A PA that I know that somebody had come in and actually, like, didn't know why they smelled so bad down below. And, um, apparently... Get out of here. I swear to God, true story. And then her... I know what you're gonna say. Her boyfriend went to go down on her or something... And how do you not fucking know? And he threw up. I would. He yeah, threw well, yeah. up, and then they had like when she came to the office or you know whatever doctor's office they're at, um, she actually had to have it removed. Oh my god! And they pulled it out, and it was like death. Yuck! <laughs> well, she's lucky she didn't have like toxic shock syndrome or right. something terrible like Jeez, that. Very ca- but, cavernous. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, I, I don't even know. I, it, it's a dangerous place there. Uh, yeah. You know, watch yourself. So clean out that uh, you know, hoo-ha a little bit too. Anyway. That girl needs to get in there at night and do some cleanup work. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. All right. So um. From then, the uh, family German Shepherd, Simon, was repeatedly picked up and thrown around or mm, whipped. Leave the dog alone. Terrible rapping and scratching noises were heard in the walls. Phantom dogs ran through the duplex. Shannon was tossed out of bed and down the stairs. Invisible snakes hissed. Bed spreads were shredded and heavy footsteps crossed the attic. Even neighbors were not spared. Several heard screams and strange noises coming from the house when the Smurls were not even home, and others detected the presence in their own homes. Most of the neighbors were very sympathetic to the Smurls, and they vowed to fight beside them. So, um, sorry. In January 1986, Janet had heard about the Warrens, and the couple decided to call them. The Warrens arrived with Rosemary Frall, a registered nurse um, and psychic, and she began the investigation by quizzing the Smurls about their religious beliefs. What are you? What are you just, fucking laughing I'm at? Just, I'm just thinking about the call to us. Hey, I, you know, I've got this uh, demonic possession going on, and blah blah. And then the Warrens say, "Wait a minute, are you that foul-smelling older woman we heard about? Like, <laughs> we are not coming over there. Like, you're on your own. Uh, it's above. We can't help you. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about that call, like." If they somehow do, like, mm, not, you're, you're fucked. Not oh stopping God. over there. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, they're questioning about the happiness of their family life and whether they had ever practiced Satanism or used a Ouija board or in any way invited the supernatural into their home. The Smurls said they had not. Then the Warrens and Frau walked through the house, identifying the bedroom closet as the crossover point between the two sides of the duplex. The team said they detected the presence of four evil spirits. 
Three were minor, but the fourth was a demon. Of course it was. Without any evidence of family discord, occult invitation, or tragedy, the Warners or the Warrens could only um, surmise that the demon must have been dormant, probably for dec- decades, and had risen to draw on the emotional energy generated by the girl's entrance into puberty. Well, that's Which, why I was thinking. That's there you go. He he arose. You're alone on this. <laughs> he arose. I'm sorry that I included that. I'm not story. gonna finish my thought, but yeah, he arose to clean out that uh, hoo ha there, that, <laughs> that dirty, dirty, dirty lady weens. Dirty lady weens. Dirty lady weens. Stop it. So um, this actually tends to happen a lot, like especially with poltergeists and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I thought you meant like. <laughs> no! Oh sorry. my! Get off of that! Okay, sorry. Well, you know, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Does it tend to happen a lot? No, it does. Um not Dirty just with parts. I'm gonna smack the shit okay, out of you. All right, all right, um not just with, you know, demonic possession and things like that, but like poltergeists, like any kind of strange activity the home always seems to peak when there is like a young, like adolescent girl that's just entering into puberty. Right. And I don't know what that has to do with shit, but it's super fucking weird to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but the Warren tried. The Warrens tried twice to induce the demon to expose itself through religious provocation by playing tapes of religious music and confronting it with prayer. The demon reacted by shaking the mirror in dresser drawers. Another time by spelling out, "You filthy bastard, get out of this house." The portable tele- the the portable television emitted an eerie silvery white glow. And only prayer and holy water seemed to stop the manifestations. The phenomena continued. The eerie glow returned. The pounding in the walls worsened. And Jack and Janet were slapped, bitten, viciously tickled. Um, and small items disappeared. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. Viciously tickled. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here, man. In your Lady Wayne. <laughs> viciously tickled. One day, Janet tried to talk to the demon, asking it to... Oh my god, I when I read this a second ago, I'm sorry. Asking it to rap once for yes and twice for no. Why why not just say knock? Right, yeah. Like yeah. I'm thinking that we're trying to fucking like have a breakdown here. Yeah. Okay. Um when she asked the demon whether it were there to harm them, it rapped once. Two phantom women dressed in colonial clothing appeared to Jack. Even more horrifying, Jack was raped by a scaly succubus posing as an old woman with a young body. Her eyes were red. Her gums were green. Ed Warren was choked and suffered terrible flu symptoms. Um, An incubus sexually assaulted Janet. I had never heard of an incubus until just this moment. You know, an incubus? I had never heard of that. Oh, that's a sexy lady demon. No, a succubus is a sexy lady demon. Maybe it's a man then. It must be the man version. Man, sexy man demon. Yeah, you're right. Succubus is the the lady version. Yeah. And Incubus is... I just thought it was a band. Ah, no, I know this. I should... <laughs> I've heard about it before, but yeah. Okay, so um, pig noises were heard in the walls. The Smurls said that they tried several times to obtain support and action from the Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Scranton said it would be... Oh, said it would consult the experts, but however... Um, the official involvement would seem that it was going to be unlikely that they would come and join them. Uh, at one point, Jan- Janet thought that she was getting help from Father O'Leary, but discovered he did not exist. 
Allegedly, it was a demon impersonating a priest. Mm, seems unlikely. That sounds so crazy. If this really happened, though. I mean, Father O'Leary, though. I would love Father O'Leary coming over to my house. and. Why? Nice. Awesome. That's a great name. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I oh, would want Father would O'Leary want coming. Yeah. I'm sorry. I heard you wrong. I'm a pint of Guinness, and here we go. <laughs> so the Warrens called in Bishop Robert McKenna. A traditionalist priest who refused to abide by the changes in ritual mandated by the Second Vatican Council. He said mass in Latin and performed more than 50 exorcisms for the Warrens. He conducted the ancient rite infuriating the demon. The infestation intensified. Their daughter Karen fell seriously ill from a strange fever and nearly died. Dawn was nearly raped by the presence. Janet and Mary had slash marks and bite marks all over their arms. Everyone was depressed. Ed Warren explained that they had moved into the second demonic stage, which is oppression, and mostly is followed, which follows infestation and is followed by possession and death. McKenna performed a second exorcism in late spring to no avail. The demon even accompanied the family on camping trips in the Poconos. Oh my god, we went to... We did go to the Poconos, We went yeah. to the Poconos last year. Wow. <gasps> I'm scared now. I, yeah, well, my I downstairs like doesn't stink, so I, I don't think I got the stinky demon one. <laughs> Must be it didn't demonic... Yeah, didn't possess me. Must be. Must be okay. Uh, Alright, shut up. So... The family could not move to another house since the demon would simply follow. After repeated refusals by the church, the Smurls decided to appear on television. Hmm. Um, Remaining anonymous behind the screen, the Smurls were interviewed by Richard Bay on a Philadelphia talk show. People are talking, which is what the show is called, sorry. Later at home, um, the demon retaliated. It levitated Janet and then hurled her against the wall. It appeared to Jack as a monstrous creature resembling a pig on two legs. A human hand rose up through the mattress, grabbed Janet by the neck, and Jack was raped again. In nineteen or in August of 1986, the Smurls felt the risk of ridicule did not outweigh their need to tell their story to a wider audience and granted an interview to the Wilkes-Barre Sunday Independent newspaper. The skeptics who wished to investigate um, were... Oh my god, I'm sorry. Some skeptics who wished to investigate, who included some of the Smurls' neighbors, said they believed the family was concocting a story in order to profit from a book and movie contracts. Paul Kurtz, chairman of a skeptical skeptical organization, the Committee of Scientific Investigation of the Paranormal in Buffalo, New York, sought to investigate, um, but was rebuffed by the family and the Warrens. Kurtz proposed to pay for the family to spend a week in a hotel and with a private security guard while the team of investigators examined the house. Kurtz also offered free psychiatric and physiological examinations, which might have provided dues. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, not wearing my glasses. Which might have provided clues to the alleged activity. The Smurls said that um, the CSICOP had already made up its mind and their story that their story was a hoax, and they preferred to work with the Warrens and the church. Two CSICOP investigators went to the Smurl house but were denied entrance. 
Kurtz later opened up an article that he wrote for the Skeptical Inquirer, the CSI, COP's journal, but that was, um, but the case was not paranormal and the Smurls had denied that or denied them access because they were afraid of what the organization would discover. He cited discrepancies in Dawn Smurl's accounts of her experiences and was critical of the Warrens. Kurt suggested the natural explanations of some of the phenomena that was experienced by the Smurls, um, that there is abandoned mine voids in the area, um, the settling of the basically of the ground and stuff like that around created a lot of strange noises right. um that jack was basically delusional that he was you know stating that he was raped by a ghost um that a broken sewer pipe was causing foul smells we know all about that yeah, so, yeah. um pranks by teenagers um Kurtz also pointed out that there were no police records think, of the complaints. Uh, they said a broken sewer pipe was causing foul smells. <laughs> I mean, was it the mom or the sister with the foul smelling pipes? <laughs> what about the smell? I mean, stop blaming on the sewer pipes, guys. Oh, it's somebody's God. pipes. Somebody's are pipes foul smelling, and it's not under. The and how house. did they not believe him? It looks now. Usually, in demonic possessions, it's usually one. I think this is just like a demon terrorizing them this isn't like a possession i haven't seen the that, house is that possessed. that's that's what they're saying they they say that the house okay was possessed. i'm thinking everybody's just got foul smelling pipes and and, oh and parts and everything else going on they're all raping each other and throwing each other around the house uh, no okay so nobody's got superhuman strength or nothing like that yeah. like emily rose did okay so uh what could i say Kurtz also wondered about the motivation to make money on the case since the Smurls began taking um, talking with Hollywood film companies shortly after the story broke out with the press. The Smurls denied any interest in money. Ed Warren raised more doubts of reporters and skeptics during the press conference he had called in late August of 1986. Warren said that they had recorded paranormal sounds, groanings, and gruntings, and had videotaped an unclear image of the dark mass moving throughout the house. Asked by journalists in CSICOP um, to produce the tapes, he declined. He told one journalist he had given the tapes to a TV company, the name of which he could not remember, that does and told Kurtz other reporters were in the exclusive possession of the church. Hmm. However, church authorities later said that they had nothing turned over to them. Warren also declined reporters' requests to stay in the house, stating that no one had paid attention when the Smurls first begged the media to spend the night to witness the phenomena, and such requests were now out of the question. Warren said that the Smurls would no longer deal with the press and that he was in charge of the case. The Smurls contacted a medium, Mary Alice Rinkman, who examined the house and corroborated the Warrens' findings of four spirits. She identified one as a confused old woman named Abigail, and another as a dark... Mustachioed. Mustachioed man. That took me a second to read that. I'm sorry. Um, Named Patrick, who murdered his wife and her lover, and then had been hanged by a mob. She could not identify the third, but the fourth was a powerful demon, she said. Weird. Press... Press um, coverage finally pushed Scranton Diocese into action. 
Um, and they reluctantly offered to take over the investigation. The Warrens, meanwhile, planned a mass exorcism with several priests. Prayer groups um, went to the house to give comfort. And the Reverend Alphonse Traveled of the um, St. Bonaventure University, asked by diocese to investigate, um, said he believed that the Smurls were sincere and disturbed by the events, but could not say whether demonic presence or yeah, whether demonic presence was the true cause. Um, McKenna arrived a third time to exercise the house in September of 1986. This time, months prior to um, Christmas of 1986, Jack saw again. Oh, Jack again saw the black form beckoning him, um, which was you know this is considered the third stage of possession now. Okay. So um, he clutched his rosary. He prayed hoping this incident would be just isolated. But the banging noises, the terrible smells, the violence started again. The Smurls moved to another town immediately before the book about their ordeal, The Haunted, went to press in 1988. So they did make something about it. The church performed a fourth exorcism in 1989, which finally seemed to give them peace. A film version of The Haunted was released in 1991. Wow. Maybe we should watch it. You know, I I thought about it. I, I really would like to actually, and um, just to see. Well, one is it's probably, probably so bad, low budget, yeah. and you know, terrible. Cheesiest old thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it was a good story to me. I really liked it. I really um, thought it was pretty compelling. Ed and Lorraine Warren are really renowned. You know, people. They're sounds like they really got kind of closed up at the end of that one, though. Um. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to not say. Not much to go on. Sounds like make believe. It it kind of does a little bit, and besides it, the foul smelling pipes, that was probably the only. <laughs> that was the all main right. takeaway of that. Everybody, they all foul smelling pipes, and, uh, right, and yeah, well, they need to cl- look. Yeah. Hashtag clean out pipes. Clean out your pipes. Clean out your pipes. Clean out your pipes. <laughs> you wouldn't have had those problems, and that's why you're getting tossed off the bed, and <laughs> God. yeah. So I'm thinking for next week, um, I know that this is kind of a haunting story and not really like a, you know, a person being possessed, but I would actually like to do a couple of haunting, like, you know, true haunting stories. Hauntings, huh? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. It seems like all we've done is like scary things like, you know, the black eyed kids, the Wendigo, aliens, and now this, demonic possession. Can we do like a lighter one, like a funny one? I something feel like you make it pretty fun. I do. Well, we okay, can. Well. If, okay, how about this? We'll we'll ask for suggestions. Yes, please so, suggest something, somebody, so we don't have to talk about hauntings. <laughs> if um if you guys have any really awesome suggestions, or if you want to do hauntings, post on the Facebook page. Um, go on there and just like make a quick post. Just be like, you know. You know, we want to hear this. We want to hear this. Um, whatever you want to do. Give me some ideas to, you know, maybe spare Jake. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk about foul-smelling pipes <laughs> all Forever. week next week. Yeah, the whole episode will be about <laughs> foul-smelling pipes. We can talk about that all the whole time. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, give us some suggestions. Like, whatever you guys want to hear. Give us a little Give us a little edge into. Yeah, I mean, if you guys like this creepy stuff, then, then fine. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever, you know. As much as you want, but I just yeah. feel like, you know, we need a little lighter, a little yeah. lightening up every so often, but. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see what everybody says. Um, get back to us. We'll make a decision. I'll announce the decision um, Thursday of next week once I see, you know, if there is, you know, more than one suggestion. If there's, you know, more than one person that wants the same thing, then obviously we're going to go with that. Um, but yeah, engage with us. Get on yeah. there and check it out. And then uh, I will announce the decision in another Facebook post. And we'll go from there. Is it uh, Apple? Um, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. It's not we're, iTunes. We're on, yeah, no, it's not iTunes. But um, I want them to go on to leave Leave a nice Facebook. review. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking about the Facebook thing right now. Okay. Apple Podcasts, obviously, go on. And we already said that in the beginning, though. Right. Well, maybe they forgot. Maybe they did. They might have forgotten. The foul-smelling pipes. I forgot. <laughs> Obviously. All I'm thinking is about <laughs> foul-smelling pipes. All right. Well, All thank right. you guys again. We appreciate, you know, everybody that, you know, comes and listens and... Um, anybody that has, you know, anything to say about us at all is awesome. So yes, yes, yes. We will see you guys next time. Thanks guys. (laughs) Bye.